Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today's show, we will be addressing the current state of India. We will find out if India is prepared to be the next China. And for investors, we will identify a unique, time-sensitive investment opportunity. And finally, what actions you, the investor, need to take. Our guest is a highly sought-out advisor to institutional investors and is the host of the highly acclaimed Capitalism and Morality. I'm speaking of Giant Bandari. Thank you for joining us, sir. Oh, thank you for your kind words, uh, Maurice, and thanks for having me again. You know, Giant, we've been conducting a series of interviews regarding a very sensitive subject, which has been the demonetization of India's currency beginning on the 8th of November. For first-time listeners, can you please share what sparked these events? So, Maurice, uh, we should, I think, stop calling it a demonetization of the currency in the country because this is pretty much a process of making India a police state. India is very, very rapidly becoming a totalitarian police state, and that makes me extremely scared about that country and the influence this country will have on the world. Now remember, Maurice, a lot of uh, illegal migrants coming to the US are actually coming from India. And if you have an implosion of that country, there will be a humanitarian crisis, a kind of crisis that you and I cannot imagine. But let's just start with what happened in early November. On the 8th of November, Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, came on the television and banned, made illegal about 86 to 88% of monetary value of currency in circulation. Now this created a massive problem in the society, in a society where most of the transactions, consumer transactions are cash based about 95% of transactions are cash-based. This brought the whole country to a standstill. People could not buy food. People started losing jobs. Small businesses started shutting down. And now even the formal businesses, the big companies that do not do any cash transactions are starting to face problems because of the cascading effect of the events that Modi set into place. You know, now for listeners based outside of India and equally Venezuela, you may be asking, why is this discussion germane to you? Uh, as we will identify in this discussion, the effects of government edict are quite duplicitous, and all currencies return to their intrinsic value, which is zero. And when the currency is destroyed, commerce stops. Therefore, the intent today as always, is to have our listeners use critical analysis and think independently. Ask yourself, are you prepared with the necessities to survive, such as water, food, medicine, toiletry, cash, money, which is gold and silver, and where should you protect your holdings? Um, Giant, what are the latest developments you can share with us regarding India since we last spoke? So to put things into perspective, Maurice, uh, it is you hear a lot of information coming out of Venezuela in the US. 
Now let's compare Venezuela and India. Venezuelan GDP on a per capita basis is about six or seven times as much as that of India. Now, this actually helps you understand that what you know about Venezuela is makes India looks much, much worse. Now, to respond to your specific question on what's happening in India right now, uh, uh, Maurice, what happened is that end of December, Indian government made started to refuse accepting the banned bills, the banknotes, which means that now people cannot really deposit those banks. And at the same time, they passed a law which now requires the police to take these people to, to prison if they have in their possession more than five of those illegal notes. Now, which means that old people, tribal people, people living in rural places, people who could not go to the banks or who could not get the information on time. Now, remember, this is a country where 50% of people don't have electricity, a billion people don't have internet. Most people have no access to information. It is very likely that a large number of Indians never got to know about this banning of notes in those two months. If they are found to be possessing more than 10 bank notes, they can go to prison for doing so. And a woman was found with about $20,000 worth of banknotes because she did not really get to know about this thing. Now, the problem is that banks are still not offering cash to small businesses in sufficient quantities. This means that the markets continue to stagnate. There's this chronic fear among the people. The economy is going to a sort of seizure because the government re removed cash from the economy and now even if you infuse cash into the economy, it will take a very long time for the economy to get back to normal. In my view, economy will never come back to normal. Farmers will, go, will continue to face huge economic problems. Small businesses will face economic problems and big businesses will start to face economic problems over the period of time. You know, Jain, as you're sharing this information, I'm just thinking here, you know, I reside in the United States, and it seems to me we have the opposite problem. It seems in India, the issue is going from analog to digital, whereas in the United States, we're so um, dependent on being digital that we're not ready to be analog. So we don't have cash, and it's just unique how it's, it's the opposite, but it's still a, a, an issue because people are not prepared. Um, you know, you know, another thing that really caught my attention last week was the uh, the government's ability now to conduct tax raids. Uh, this is a serious violation of property rights. Can you expand the narrative for us here? So, Maurice, uh, as far as the new moves taken by the government is concerned, as I said, India is becoming very rapidly a police state. And the government will continue to, do, to have to do patch-up jobs because Modi completely destabilized the economy and the society. Now, in the last few days, uh, government has come out with two major measures. One is that they have 
made it illegal for people to do transactions worth more than 300,000 rupees in cash. Now, this amount is equivalent to about $4,500. Now, if you do a cash transaction higher than this, government will penalize you by 100% or more than 100% of the value that you transact with. Now, as I said earlier, in an economy where most of the transactions are cash transactions, this is just not possible. But government has now made this illegal. The second thing that the government is right now working on, and that's in the internet, in the, me the national media today, is that government is tweaking the tax laws in such a way that tax authorities will no longer need to have an evidence against you before they raid your house. They can now, after this law is tweaked, they can knock your door without any reason and raid your place. And this is, Maurice, extremely common for India. The police and the tax authorities come to your home, raid your place, and they take everything apart looking for any unaccounted money. Pretty much this means you end up paying a huge amount of bribes to the policemen and to the tax authorities. That's truly a frustrating situation and I'm, I'm very fortunate not to be in that situation there, I tell you. Um, you know, Giant, sticking with India here but switching the discussion slightly, let's talk about the economy. Now, Giant, I know you've heard many economists and financial news networks share with their audience that they believe that India is ready to become the next superpower, i.e. the next China. Why does this statement not coincide with reality? Well, this is a hilarious thing I hear all the time. It's funny, Maurice, I was just reading uh, a document uh, of Pricewaterhouse, and they are claiming India would be the, one of the top economies in the world within the next one or two decades. Now, Maurice, this is not going to happen. India is not only not going to be a superpower, it is not only, it is not going to be a superpower even in the lifespan of my grandchildren. Very simple numbers, Maurice. Indian GDP per capita is $1,700. In comparison, uh, Chinese GDP on a on per capita basis is about 9,000 US dollar per person, which means that China is more than five times richer than India is. Now, even if India grows by 7.5%, which is supposedly the fastest growing economy in the world, India actually grows by only $129 per year per capita, whereas China, if it grows by the so-called slowing rate of 6.3%, China would still grow by $520 per capita. This basically means that people, international organizations, the media and the economists confuse growth rate with growth. They think that if growth rate is high, growth must be high, and that is completely erroneous. I just gave you numbers. Indian growth is extremely slow, much lower than that of China, and there's no hope for India to catch, start catching up with China in my grandchildren's lifespan. 
In fact, if you do simple math, if you imagine, if you do just do a simple spreadsheet numbers, you will see that if India continues to grow by 7.5% into the foreseeable future, and China grows by 6.3% into the foreseeable future, it will take India about 130 years, 130 years to start catching up with China. This is not going to happen, Maurice. You know, that's one of my contentions I always have with the uh, mainstream financial news networks is is the information <laughs> that they convey is really pernicious and they're trusted sources, but those that trust them should do their due diligence. And thank you for conveying that. Now, Giant, if India is not the next superpower, you just mentioned you see its next its future really uh, being where? Well, in my view, Maurice, uh, Indian uh, growth rate will not be 7.5%. It will be much lower. And in fact, my belief is that it will be negative for 2017 because Modi has pretty much destroyed the economy for the moment. My view is that Modi is continuing to make India a police state. India will become a horrible place to live in. It already is a horrible place to live in. It will become much, much worse. And I think within a decade or so, India will start falling apart. India is not one country. It should not have been a one country and it will fall into pieces over the next few decades in my view. You should expect a massive amount of humanitarian crisis from from India going forward. And switching gears, Giant, you know, you've really carved out a niche in the secondary market as the go-to name for arbitrage opportunities. Please share with the audience, what is an arbitrage opportunity? Uh, Maurice, uh, when uh, two companies are merging or um, Two companies own exactly own ownership on similar on the same project. What you can do is that you can see, you can calculate which company is being overvalued and which company is being undervalued in the stock market. So, for example, hypothetically, two companies are merging at the share ratio of one is to one, and let's say company A is trading for one dollar and company B is trading for two dollars it means that if you buy shares of company A you are basically buying indirectly a two dollar worth of a stock of company B you could actually effectively buy company A and sell company B short sell company B and make a book a hundred percent profit these are called arbitrage opportunities and they're quite exciting. You know, Giant, in the past, you've shared with listeners in previous interviews a number of arbitrage opportunities that have been quite lucrative. Uh, you know, two that just come to my mind right now is Paramount Gold Nevada, where investors, in essence, got 80% profit within about 30 days. And of course, my favorite, which isn't directly an arbitrage opportunity, but again, it's an opportunity that you made available to us, which was Sunrich Gold which provided an amazing return of over 700%. Uh, you know, we took part in, in both of those. Uh, you know, what arbitrage opportunities are piquing your interest today? 
Uh, Maurice, uh, in the last few months, uh, there haven't been many opportunities coming up in the junior mining industry, uh, just because the nature of the <clears throat> business has changed for the moment. Uh, th these opportunities will eventually come back. Uh, but what I want to mention today to you, uh, Maurice, is an arbitrage opportunity in the non-mining sector. Uh, what is happening is that Johnson & Johnson is acquiring a Swiss company, uh, company called Actelion. Now, Actelion trades in the Swiss stock exchange under the symbol of ATLN, and it trades for 260 Swiss francs. It also trades as ADR in the US under the symbol ALIOY. Now, the ADR in the US is actually only one fourth of the share and it trades at about 65 US dollar. Now, what is happening is that Johnson and Johnson is going to pay 280 US dollar for each shareholder share of Actelion, which means that this share which is trading in the Swiss exchange for $260 offers you a $20 upside just in cash terms. Now remember Maurice, uh, Swiss franc and US dollar are at parity today. So when I say Swiss franc and US dollar, I can pretty much use them synonymously. But not only you will get $280, you also get a spin-off entity when the when the merger happens, which means that as a shareholder of Actelion, while I will buy it for only 260 Swiss franc today, I will get 280 US dollar in cash plus a spin-off share, which in my view will be worth about 10 to 20 US dollar. Your total arbitrage upside is anything between 12% to 16%. In my view, a very good arbitrage for what I consider to be a very safe investment. Yeah, and it's a win-win proposition. So again, thank you for sharing that with our audience today, Giant. And before we close, Giant, share with us the details about the upcoming capitalism and morality. Uh, Maurice, the website of the uh, the seminar is now running. The webpage is connected as a tab on my website, which is giantpandari.com. Uh, the seminar will be on the 29th of July, 2017, and it will be held at the downtown campus of Simon Fraser University. It's a full day seminar in which some very well-known figures like Rick Rune, Doug Casey, Ian Plimmer, Richard Wadhwa, Mickey Full, many other people, Adrian Day will be speaking. It will be a very fun-filled day for my audience. Well, I look forward to being in attendance as I was there last year. It was just great. Uh, it's an all-star cast, and the, the philosophy that has exchanged, the meeting of the minds, it's an amazing, amazing experience. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have an opportunity, please do visit Giant Bandari's website, which is giantbandari.com, and click on the link for Capitalism and Morality. A giant, last question. What did I forget to ask? Mostly, Maurice, people in the West think that it's the Western countries that are getting degraded rapidly. In my view, emerging markets, except for Far East uh, Asia, are getting degraded much faster. 
people should internationalize their money they should store their gold outside the country as much as they can western people of course should do the same thing because western people are among the least prepared people in these terms because they they trust their government too much quite rightly in a way because their governments have not been as ruthless as governments in africa middle east or in india have been but that does not mean what happened in india cannot happen in the west be prepared the best thing is to internationalize yourself it does not cost you much money to store gold outside your country it costs you exactly the same actually so internationalize yourself and for listeners that want to get more information on that please visit our website which is www dot proven and probable dot com where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space the website again is www dot proven and probable dot com giant bandari thank you for joining us today on proven and probable thank you very much for the opportunity maurice all the best to you sir thank you Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.